0: What's up, Magical Human? Hey, if you're like me and you want to create a bigger impact on the world, why not share your knowledge and talents with others? Welcome to the podcast, where I share marketing strategies, product creation tips, and real life stories of how women all over the world are using their knowledge and creativity to build a life and business they love on their terms. I'll share with you over a decade of knowledge and show you how you can take what you already know and do and package it into a digital product like a course membership site, or digital download that sells globally. I'm Amy Jo, and you're listening to the Digital Magic Podcast. I had a 10 out of 10 weekend, 10, 10, five stars, 10 stars, if you will. It was absolutely fabulous. I'm going to tell you all about it I'm just a second. But today, first, we are talking about all the different multiple income stream ideas that you can have if you are an artist. And no one ever talked to me about any of these, literally all through school. I went to art school, for those of you who are new to the podcast. I graduated with my degree in art therapy and didn't get any like art business advice, art business training, none of that. Just graduated, got thrown to the wolves. (laughs) And so all of this stuff I've had to learn, specifically like all of the online stuff that I know now, I had to learn myself or on the job. So those of you know that um, my background is actually in marketing and sales outside of college after I graduated because when I graduated with my degree, I was totally freaked out and (laughs) decided that that actually isn't what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And oh no, what am I going to do now? And I ended up in a marketing career. So that was super cool. But like I said, something they don't teach you in art school, at least for me, was how to generate multiple streams of income with what I like to do and the designs that I make and the, the paintings that I make, the, all of that, right? I didn't get any of that training. So I've had to put the puzzle pieces together myself. Now, I'm going to pause this because it's all going to make sense in just a second. This weekend, why I was freaking out earlier that I had a 10 out of 10 weekend, was because this past weekend was Comic-Con. And I don't know if I have any followers out there who like Comic-Con or who have been to Comic-Con, but here in KC, we have what is known as Planet Comic-Con. And it's actually kind of a big deal. It's a big event every year and it is magical. So... My first Comic-Con that I went to was in 2018. I was almost pregnant or newly pregnant with my son, who is now three. So cute. And he got to go to Comic-Con with us this year, which was super fun. If you can hear him in the background, he's reliving it. He's actually singing, and I'm going to tell you about that in just a second. So if you're not familiar with what Comic-Con is, it is just the, I don't know, one of the most creative things that I go to, that I've been to and it's a space for artists and crafters and cosplayers and authors and there's celebrities there and just all of these things. And everyone comes together really just to appreciate art and creativity and comic books and movies and acting and voice acting and art and it's incredible. And the cosplayers, the people who make their costumes and they dress up as different, you know, characters from different things are just they blow my mind, honestly, every single year with their creativity and the costumes that they make. They're just absolutely, absolutely incredible. So I wanted to go this year and I told my husband, I was like, you are going to, I just know, I just know you're going to love Comic-Con. He had never been. I'm like, yeah, I know you're going to like it. You're going to love it. It's going to be a good time. And we took my son as well. So the three of us ventured off to Comic-Con this weekend and let me tell you, it's one for the books. So we get there, right? And one of the celebrities that I wanted to see, if I have any NSYNC fans out there, mm. you know who I'm talking about, Joey Fatone. He was at Comic-Con this year, and I told my husband, I was like, I just want to see him. I just want to walk by the booth and be like, hey, what's up? Like, hey, I see him. That's super cool. I never got to go to an NSYNC concert when I was younger because I wasn't really allowed to do that. <laughs> and so it wasn't until... I was probably, I don't know, I think I was like 16 maybe before I was allowed to go to my first concert. And by that time, they weren't touring anymore and I was so sad. I'd missed my opportunity. It was just a, just a bummer. And so I listen to them all the time. Like anytime I'm in a sad mood or a bad mood or anything like that, it's not, their CDs and their music is just something that can snap me out of it. I don't know what it is. It's just a good time, good memories. And so I thought this whole time, I'm 31 now. This whole time, I was like, well, that was my opportunity. My opportunity is gone. I'll never see them, except for, like, on TV. And that's okay, la, la, la. So when I found out that he was going to be at Comic-Con, Joy of Tone was going to be at Comic-Con, I was like, well, that would just make my 90s heart explode. That would be super cool. So I told my husband, I was like, I don't, you know, we don't have to meet him. We don't have to do the autograph thing. I just want to, like, see him. Like, be in the same room. Like, that would be cool enough for me just to say that I did it. So we get there, and... I, we, you know, we put around and get our bearings with like everything that's going on. And I see him and he's right there in the booth. And I was like, he just looks like a nice guy. <laughs> he was like, you know, just super sweet to everybody. And so I got to watch like his interactions with people and it was just really cool. And so we start to walk away and my husband's like, are you sure you don't? You know, you don't want an autograph, you don't want a picture. I was like, ah, I'm okay, I'm fine. And we probably get maybe a hundred feet away. And I look at my husband and I said, do you think I'm going to regret this? Like, do you think I should I should we turn around? And my husband's like, go, (laughs) we're going to go. So we get in line and we come up and it's our turn. And we they have like on the table these photos that you can choose from for them to sign. So I pick out the photo that I want. I hand it to him like he addresses it to me. And we just start chatting and I'm holding my son and we're just hanging out, just having a ball, like chatting this and that. And he comes around the table and he's like, all right, let's take pictures. Let's do videos and stuff. I'm like, okay. Like that was super cool. And I told my, my son, like the whole week we had been listening to Sync, Cause I was like, we're going to, you know, we're going to see this guy at the booth and trying to explain it to him. And so he had been singing that day. It's going to be me. He had been singing that song, my son. And so I told Joey, I was like, hey, like, he, he's been singing. He's going to sing for you. Because he had been singing it at the booth, like, as we were in line. And Joey's like, oh, that's awesome, man. Like, what song are you singing? And Miles goes, it's going to be me. And it was just so cute. Like, I can't, I am just, I haven't slept in two days. Because I just think it was the cutest thing ever. So Joey then goes, Mr. Patone, if you will. <laughs> Joey goes, he sings the whole verse. Like, he sings the whole verse to me and my son and my son singing and I'm singing and we're just having this moment and my husband's videotaping the whole thing and I'm holding back tears because I was like, this is way better than like going to a concert when I was like 10. Like, this is a private show. Like, this is just the literally, just the coolest thing, literally the coolest thing. And so he sings the verse, like, we're all laughing, like, it's it's just fun and awesome and everything. We do our group pictures and stuff, and then he just starts talking to my son. He's like, hey, man, like, what are you excited to see at the show? And my son goes construction sites, like, we're looking for some construction trucks, and he's like, oh, that's awesome, and we go back and forth, and he's like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my son says, I don't know, and they have a conversation about that. He spent so much time with us, it was just like, my 90s heart literally exploded into a million pieces. It was just the coolest thing. The coolest thing ever. So that was awesome. And then my husband got to see a few panel discussions that he wanted. And he's hooked now you guys like he is so (laughs) hooked that so much so that yesterday. So yesterday was Sunday. We went to Comic Con on Saturday. Yesterday we were talking. We're like, I want her. If there's any more Comic-Cons, like, out in the world, of course there are, right? But we didn't know, like, where, how many, what do they do, what's the vibe, and so we started looking at all of, all of the different ones. Guys, there's so many. There's so many. There's so many. And so, he randomly clicked on, I don't even know, it was like the top ten Comic-Cons, blah, 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 and he randomly clicked on one in Denver, like, for Denver, and you should have seen his face. His mouth is like on the floor. He's like, "Oh my gosh!" I was like, "What happened?" And he was freaking out because all he's like, "All of the hobbits are gonna be at this one," and I was like, "Wait, what?" He's a big Lord of the Rings fan. I'm a big Elijah Wood fan. It's a win-win and now we're trying to figure out, are we going to Denver? So, so it's just super cool. So I think this is going to end up just being like a family affair and I'm stoked about it. So the singing that you may hear off and on in the background is my son singing the NSYNC song that Joey and him were singing and it's just the cutest, super exciting, but it gets crazier. So that was the whole day at Comic-Con. Super fun. We did lots of, like, looking around at all the booths. We bought a new uh, card game. I don't know. There's so much to see, and we went on Saturday, so there's tons of costumes to see. There's tons of booths to see that I feel like if I went, we spent, like, the, literally the whole day there, and I feel like if I were to go up and down the aisles 50 times, I still wouldn't see everything that there was. I think next year we're going to do the three-day pass because it was just that much fun. So, we do the Comic-Con, we do the thing, and the picture that Joey had signed, I'm like holding it to my chest, like, I don't want to lose this, I didn't have a bag, I didn't have anything to put it in at the time, and I finally found a bag, kind of towards the end of the day, so I wrapped it all up nice and cute in the bag, and I put it under the stroller, like in the little carrying case in the stroller, and as we're leaving, (laughs) We're walking down the road, there's kind of a group of us walking across the street and going back to the parking garage and this huge gust of wind just goes and it sucks the bag out of the stroller. And I see something fly out of the corner of my eye. I didn't even know what happened at the time because it all happened so fast. I see this thing fly out of the corner of my eye and I look and I'm like, that looks like the bag that was on the stroller. Yep, that's what it was with my picture in it. And I'm watching it fly probably 100 feet or so. Luckily, there was a guy down there and he goes, bam, and he he stomps it with his foot. And I'm like, no, like, thank you, but no, my picture thinking that the picture just got destroyed. So he, his foot is fully on the bag with my picture inside. I'm like, okay, this is okay. Everything is safe. I'm sure it's not that bad. So he leans down and he picks up the bag, but he only grabs one handle of the bag and so he picks it up and the wind hits the bag just right that it flings the picture the autographed picture to me from Joey Fatone flings it out down the road even farther and I'm sprinting after this thing like (laughs) like my life depends on it sprinting down the road this lady all the way down there stomps it with her foot and she catches it and I'm like oh man thank you but now it's really destroyed probably and so we secured the the picture and so you can see it if you ever see my picture in person you'll be able to see the scratches of how it flew down the road and it was wild and crazy it was like the perfect ending to a crazy awesome exhilarating day (laughs) um yeah it was super cool so All of that to say, if you've never been to Comic-Con, do it. But all of that kind of sparked this episode because of Artist Alley. You have Celebrity Row, which has all of the celebrities. You have the voice actor section. You have the comic book section. You have the artist section. You have the authors. You have the crafter area. It's just so cool. I started thinking about, in particular, one artist who really stood out to me. I loved the vibe And she had really cool holographic prints that are always super attractive to my eye. Anything sparkly, you know? Um, but her name is Haley Maurice and you can look her up on Instagram and all that stuff. Anyway, she was super cool. Her, her stuff is super cool and it, prompted me of course to check out her Instagram so go to her Instagram and I'm always interested on artists in general because like I said earlier in this episode I was not taught in school all the different ways that you can make money as an artist so I'm always intrigued of artists who have figured out figured that out early um, of like all the different ways that they are making money from something that they love to do. So we're going to be talking about that in this episode, but all that to say, that's kind of what sparked this episode because I just, I love talking about this. Any other artists that I can, you know, help out there who are interested in making income in general, additional income, whatever it may be from your creations, this is for you. So we're going to be talking about multiple income streams for artists, but honestly, anyone can kind of adapt these to what you do. I actually did a whole diagram. I drew this all out for my dad, I don't know, maybe a week or two ago, because he was like, how are people making money online? And I'm like, let me show you, Do And I drew this whole thing out. But one of the ways kind of at the top of making money online, specifically for artists, is YouTube. And there's multiple reasons for this, but YouTube in particular is such an amazing search engine in itself. But the fact that your content literally lives on forever despite whatever you end up doing. And so what that means is it continues to be searchable. Like there are videos that I will look up. I'll look up, you know, how to do this, how to do that. And there's videos that will pop up from years ago that somebody published that will be recommended to me to watch. So you as an artist or human, whatever it is that you're you know putting out there or wanting to do. Having a YouTube channel can really benefit you because of that searchability, because your videos, way you know, years down the road can be recommended over and over again. So that's super cool. And then when you choose to monetize your channel, so currently it is 2022, the way to monetize your channel, you have to get 1000 subscribers and 4000 watch hours on your channel before you become eligible to be monetized. So as soon as you hit that, you can say yes, I want to monetize my channel, which means you can have YouTube place ads on there. That's a whole different episode, but that's basically what monetizing your YouTube channel means. So as an artist, what you can do is you can do draw with me, uh, You YouTube videos. You can do these. This is my technique. These are some. some these are some supplies that I use. This is how I do this. This is how I do that. Kind of how-tos, tutorials, behind the scenes. This is how I make my art. Questions that you get about your process. You can do all of these on your YouTube channel, and then they can live on and on and on and on, right? And then, if you want to get real fancy, because I know you do, you are then going to go to Amazon, and you're going to become an Amazon affiliate. So any of the products that you recommend in your video You'll have your unique link, and you can link those in your description of the video. So if you're like, I'm using, um, I don't know, I'm using this pencil, <laughs> and this is the one that I recommend because blah, 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 click on the link in my description, and it'll take you straight to it, and you can buy it. And then you, because you referred someone to purchase it on Amazon, you get a commission. Win-win. Super cool. So that's, I guess, kind of two-in-one, but that is one way as far as YouTube to get yourself rolling with one stream of income through YouTube monetization technically two streams of income if you want to count Amazon and affiliate marketing so we'll t- we'll count we'll count that as two okay so the next way of course is more generic selling your prints selling your original pieces selling digital downloads of things that you have created of you know, scans maybe of your artwork, you can sell digital downloads so that people can use them as desktop wallpaper or phone wallpaper, or they can decide to print it out on their computer and frame it versus you having to mail them a print. That's a digital download. But all of those go back to you having an online shop, right? Of course, you probably want to make money from the work that you're putting out there. You should have a shop so that you can do so. Uh, one of my favorite platforms, I get asked this a lot, is Shopify. It's very easy to use specifically for, really for anything, but specifically for e-commerce having a shop. But it's amazing if you have to track your inventory. So if you are selling physical products or physical prints or canvas, canvases or anything like that, it's really easy to track your inventory and um, your shipping labels and do all of that. I just love Shopify. So there's two having your shop, selling your prints, selling your originals, selling your digital downloads. We can also throw this little guy into the ring, which is called Print On Demand. Now, if you go to my website, go to herownmagic.com resources. I have a few resources for you specifically if you are look, looking to maybe sell your stuff on Etsy and have an Etsy shop, or if you're looking to start a Print On Demand shop. What Print On Demand is, is it allows you to take your artwork your paintings, your drawings, whatever it is, and put it on physical products. But the print on demand part means people can purchase that from you, but then the people who are uh, producing the products for you, so they're like making the tumblers, the blankets, the leggings, the t-shirts, whatever it is that you put your artwork on, they handle the shipping. So you can focus on driving traffic to your shop and they focus on doing all the heavy lifting, right? Making, making the thing, shipping it, all of that jazz. That's what print-on-demand is. Super cool, highly recommend, especially I love it. Personally, for me, if you guys have followed my children's book journey, most of what I sell on my children's book side now is all print-on-demand. So people who purchase from Amazon, from Barnes & Noble, from any of those, you know, Target, Walmart, whatever, all of that is print-on-demand. So the people can go purchase online through those, um, retailers, I guess you could say, and then they handle the shipping, all of that jazz. So for me, unless you're coming to me at this point in time, it may change over time. I don't know. Unless you come to me directly, like maybe you know me, maybe you send me like an email or something. You're like, Hey, can I get a couple books from you? Then I will ship them to you personally. But otherwise most people just purchase them online and it's all print on demand. Highly recommend way less stressful. So Next, we're going to talk about course creation. You guys know I love talking about course creation, membership site creation. Now, course creation, a lot of people think, well, I'm not a teacher. I'm not this. I'm not that. But what I want to challenge you on is what you're creating. Now, this episode is geared towards artists. So your style, I guarantee there are people out there who want to learn the style that you do the type of painting that you do, the type of, you know, drawings that you do, and specifically the artist that I just talked about, Haley, like, I love her style. Like, I would absolutely purchase a course from her if she could teach me how to draw and paint and create in her style. Like, I am obsessed. I spent a lot of time last night just trying to figure out the word for that style because I just think it's so cool and seeing if I can, like, piddle around on my iPad and figure it out you know, myself, but I would much rather purchase a course of someone saying, do this, then do this, then do this, then do this, okay? So, in my opinion, I really think anybody can create a course about literally anything. Anything someone wants to know from you, you can create a course about. So, consider that. They could be one-off courses, they can be low ticket, they can be high ticket, that's a whole other conversation. I've done uh, different episodes on course creation and membership site creation that you can check out. Speaking of memberships, that's the next one, (laughs) it's talking about memberships. Now, a lot of artists that I see, they do the YouTube channel, they do affiliate marketing, so they'll have their links through like Amazon and things like that, their affiliate links, they will do a shop, they'll maybe do print on demand, and this next one when we start talking about memberships, that's giving you a consistent bottom line of income that's going to come into you every single month. So a membership could be, a lot of people kind of gravitate towards Patreon because it's simple. But Patreon, or let's just say memberships in general, memberships in general, I have a whole episode about three really easy memberships that you can create. If you scroll back in my episode list, it's actually episode number 59, three membership models you will love. They're super easy to maintain. You can check out that episode. Um, but a lot of people think uh, membership sites take a lot of energy and a lot of maintenance, but you can actually set it up to be, to be very simple for you. So this could even be like people will subscribe and they pay, I don't know, nine bucks a month and you release either a weekly or a monthly video of like behind the scenes stuff, stuff that people would want to see, stuff about your process that maybe you don't have on your free channels, like on your free YouTube and things like that. You can, you can have it be very simple like I said, and easy to maintain. So that's absolutely something you want to check out. And like I said, memberships give you that consistent bottom line, doesn't matter how much it is, but something that you can look forward to every single month to be like, Oh, I know that X number of dollars is going to come in for the month of June, we'll say. So anything additional is golden, right? But having that consistent bottom line kind of helps you release a little bit of stress so you know what money is coming into you as the business owner that you are. Now, the last one I'm going to talk about can feel kind of intimidating, but it can also be super duper fun. The last one I'm going to talk about is having a subscription box. Now, a subscription box, quote unquote box, um, but having some sort of subscription model. So we talked about a membership. Typically, like the membership is more digital, so this could be like videos that you release or... Maybe they get, like, digital downloads or something from you that you create, like, every month or whatever. There's a million different ways that you could set it up. But a subscription box is a physical product. So this could be your people, your fans... Sign up for a subscription box from you. Maybe you send them a t shirt with your artwork on it once a month. Maybe you send them a box of art supplies where they can paint along with you to like the fancy video that goes along with it. There's tons of different ways that you can do that. But having a physical product that they get in the mail keeps you at the top of their mind, which is awesome, right? Because especially as artists, there's so much art out there. So if you can stay at the top of of mind of your fans, of your buyers, by getting in front of their face regularly, it's a win-win. You're going to keep them engaged, you're going to keep them wanting more, and you're going to keep them purchasing from you. So when you, maybe maybe um, you have a subscription box and these fans are subscribed to it, then you decide to offer some original paintings that are very exclusive. You already have buyers and people excited and ready to purchase because they're so intrigued with what you do because they've been following you for a long time. So it's really a win-win for for everybody, right? I think subscription boxes are so fun. And when we were at Comic-Con, this was something really interesting. So when we were at Comic-Con, we actually, you know, we walked around a lot. We were there the entire time, all of Saturday. <laughs> and there were multiple booths that had these boxes that you could purchase that were mystery boxes. And I thought that was super cool. They had different themes, so there would be like a Disney mystery box, there would be a Marvel mystery box, and da 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 da, all these different types. So you would purchase this box for like 20 bucks, but you didn't know what was inside. And sometimes they would have like collectibles, they would have this or that. But I thought that was super cool. And I've seen people do subscription boxes like that, where it's like you get this surprise piece of art, or the surprise uh, t-shirt in the mail. That you don't necessarily know what you're going to get, but it's like the element of surprise can be so exciting as a little bit of mystery, a little surprise, a little woohoo, what's it going to be next month, that sort of thing. And I think that's something that could be really cool and you could utilize that in your business. I think that would be super fun. So all of that, super fun, man. There's so many different ideas for adding additional income streams for you as an artist, or as a maker, or a crafter, or just an amazing magical human who is interested in bringing more money into your life. These are all different ways you can do it, and there's plenty more. If you want, you can go to heromagic.com and you can download my free 65 digital products that you can create and sell online. That is on my website. You can check it out to give you some more ideas. Thanks for popping into this episode, and I will see you next time. Bye. Aw, man, this episode's over. But that's okay. You can come hang out in the Digital Product Female Entrepreneurs Facebook group, hang out with thousands of us making digital products, creating awesome, cool things and selling them to the world. Come get inspired. Come hang out with us. There's thousands of us there, and we cannot wait to support you. Now, if you need some ideas on digital products that you can create and sell, go to herownmagic.com and download my freebie. It's 65 digital products you can create and sell by this weekend. It is waiting for you there. Go check it out. And you have an amazing week. Thank you for tuning in. I will see you next time. Go create your own magic.